welcome back to Love Lindsay. It's a captivating podcast that delves into the realms of things we've written in the past and embraces the sometimes cringy nostalgia that accompanies it. It's officially Halloween season. I'm so excited. I'm getting ready to go on a trip to California with Eddie, my husband, to visit his family for his uh, stepdad's birthday. And I'm just so excited about that. Although I think it's a surprise, so nobody say anything. (laughs) Anyway, while we're there, um, we're going to be staying in Old Sac, which is um, the historical part of Sacramento, which is really cool and kind of spooky and has like a definitely like a Western ghost town type feel, which you guys know I love. Um, Cool fact, Sacramento used to be like lower to the ground. And what I mean is that the Sacramento River that it's on kept flooding. So like over a hundred years ago, they lifted the entire town up one story and then below all the stores and restaurants and houses and everything was like the original street, um, street side area. Um, and it was kind of like that was their like seedy, dirty, like underground area. Like homeless people lived down there. There were like um, underground, like brothels and it's very haunted down there and you can go on ghost tours and then there's our favorite three-story tall might be four-story tall costumes year-round costume store called evangelines so i'm really excited about that and we're also going to tour preston castle you guys this is like look it up this is like my dark academic spooky dreams Like it's giving Harry Potter, it's giving like wayward boys school, it's giving like, they have like a haunted attraction there and we're going on a tour. And I am so excited to do my first like haunted um, attraction of the year. When we lived in California, we normally did every year we would go to the Queen Mary in Long Beach and do what they call Dark Harbor, which is kind of like their Halloween um, event that they have going on. And there were like multiple, like four or five different like walk through dark haunted houses, sometimes even incorporating the very haunted empty pool area in the belly of the Queen Mary. The Queen Mary itself is haunted. It's a ship that's been around forever. It carried, it was like a cruise liner. It carried troops to World War II and back. And now it's permanently docked in Long Beach. And it's very like 1920s art deco. Like it very much gives like American Horror Story Hotel. If you guys know that type of style. Um, So we would normally do that. We would go to Disneyland. We would go to Not Scary Farm. We would go to Universal Studios um, Halloween Horror Nights. So I miss doing all of the haunted attraction stuff so much. There are one or two like haunted attractions up here that are like outdoors up here in northern Michigan that we go to. But I'm excited to be back in California for spooky bitch season 
and I just, I cannot get enough. Today I'm also excited because I'm meeting up with my girlfriends and I'm going Halloween shopping for the first time this year. I'm already decorated. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, follow me at Lindsay Loomis. Um, and you can see how I decorate the house, how I decorate my dollhouse. Every room of the dollhouse has one or two horror movie figurines in it. But I haven't gone Halloween shopping for new stuff yet. So today me and my girlfriends are going to Spirit Store, probably Big Lots. They usually have good stuff. Home Goods. There's also a Halloween store. Um, super excited. And then tomorrow we're going to Jacob's farm where there's like cider and donuts, huge giant corn maze. I put up a vlog a few months ago from doing the corn maze two Halloweens ago with my sister and brother-in-law. You guys go watch it. it <laughs> I was high as hell, but it was, it was quite the adventure. Um, so we're going to do that tomorrow and then go to also Gallagher's, which is kind of like the fall themed harvest farmer's market where you get pies and apples and pumpkins. And I'm going to get, um, corn stalks for, I usually time around the porch. Um, and I want to put some for decoration in the chicken coop area. So I just vomited Halloween all over you guys. I'm just so excited. So let's get into today's content. I'm going to read you guys some stuff that I've written in the past. And it is, so a couple years ago, I think it was 2020, I did what I called a hollow blog. And you'll come to notice that I do this thing where I'll theme out a daily blog and I'll blog like every day, like last week it was the P Age of Pisces blog where I blogged every day during um, the season of Pisces. Today it's hollow blog where I do one blog post a day, every day, the month of October. So I'm going to be reading some blog posts from then because it just kind of gives an ode of like where I was three years ago. Oh, I almost said two years ago. It was three years ago now. Um what was going on. We were very much still in the panorama. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's interesting to read. I was still like a little lowly shop girl downtown Traverse city, like working my little retail ass off. Not really. Actually, it was really easy. I would just work, um, like five hours at a time. And I only did like four days a week. I was just, it was my first job after being like really depressed and like homebound for several years. So this job, as much as it sucked, it got me kind of back out there and into the world. Um, let's see, I would have been 36. So yeah, that's what I was doing. That's what was going on in 2020. And we were navigating doing Halloween season during the panorama, which when I say panorama, I hope you guys know pandemic. I think people started doing that on TikTok because if you typed out the word or even on YouTube, if you typed out the word pandemic, your content would get flagged and they would take it down. So when I say panorama, that's what I mean. So this blog-a-thon, hollow blog, also 
coincided with my five-year blog anniversary. <laughs> oh, I'm so cheesy. So that's also what I'm going to be talking about is just the milestone of how far my blog had taken me thus far. So the first post is obviously October 1st, 2020, and it's titled Happy Five-Year blog anniversary." And I say, I can hardly believe I've been spilling my beans to the world for five years now. And then I do a little sidebar about, <laughs> have you guys seen the movie, um, The Lighthouse, with the Lighthouse Keepers with Robert Pattinson and I forgot the other guy's name. There's this part where he's like, why'd you have to spill your beans? Anyway, if you know, you know. And if you don't, then just ignore that. Back to the blog. Fun fact. This blog was originally created for a college class way back in 2005, I believe. I can't believe I forgot that. That's right. It was for a poetry class, I think, or something. I had to make a blog. So this blogger account has been with me since 2005, probably when a lot of you guys were in elementary school. At least a lot of my friends were. Um, but on January 18th, 2015, I approached this blog from a different angle. I wanted to start a blog documenting my wedding planning. If you know me well, then you know that 2015 was a horrible year for me. The only highlight being that I got married to the man of my dreams and had an amazing time with my family. However, I did lose my job, my sanity, my friends, and my bridesmaids that year as well. Due to depression, for the most part. I had been doing well depression-wise for many years until my Paxil pooped out on me, and I'm afraid it's also because I let alpha females get the best of me. And I find myself wondering, again, why must we be traumatized by our jobs? Why can't a job just be done without personal feelings? So aggravating. The last five years have been an incredible journey writing this blog. I've met so many new people virtually in the mental illness world that I share with them. But in person, it's been a great way to engage new friends and let them know that I write a blog and that's how they can get to know me. Ah, little baby Lindsay at her new job in Traverse City getting to know friends. Anyway, my faithful readers and army of mental health warriors have cheered me on through thick and thin, and I couldn't be more grateful. This has been such a special experience and it keeps getting better. I thought it would be cool to review my top rated blog entries based on the most read blogs, but I also want to pick some of my favorite blog posts to review as well. I think I should devote a solid month to lots of new blog posts, but also looking back at older posts and which ones are my favorite and talk about them from new points of view. Kind of sounds a lot like this podcast. <laughs> So all of this excitement of my congratulating myself, because that is a must in life to congratulate yourself, is just another fancy way of introducing my first hollow blog. Thank you, Eddie, my amazing husband, for all these amazingly cheesy blogisms such as Blogantine, Blogiversary, and Hallow Blog. The last we thought, the last we thought was better than Blogoween. I think that's a good one too, though, you guys, Blogoween. Being which that I plan to write many, if not daily, blurbs about spooky season, a.k.a. arriving seasonal affective disorder. I can't believe I'm committing to another month solid of blogging like crazy, just like my blogging team in April, but that's what I do. 
So all in all, October is going to be like a crazy mix of Halloween, mental health, reviewing top rated and most favorite blog posts out of the last five years. Today, I just want to get to the best part first and present my most read hollow blog of all time. Drum roll, please. The blog with the highest amount of traffic is titled Lingerie or Less, which is also a podcast um, title, which is my recount of Eddie and I saying I love you for the first time during a New Year's Eve party at the Playboy Mansion. I think curiosity is to blame here for all the attention that this post received, which is wonderful. I think people hear Playboy Mansion and automatically assume there were orgies and Hollywood decadence. If you read this, though, you'll see how special the experience was, but also that not everything is as it seems. From panic attacks to Playboy bunnies, this ultimate story time blog is my top rated and most read blog post of all time. And it still is, even now in 2023. Thank you so very much for coming by today to listen to me talk about myself. I hope that you feel the same connection that I do because honestly, it's just the best connection I have with you guys. Stay tuned for many more hollow blog posts. I'm going to add some photos of this year's haunted dollhouse. Some of you know, I create a haunted dollhouse almost every year, complete with horror action figures, bizarre morbid miniatures, and wonky lighting. <laughs> wonky lighting. It's always best to see in person, lol, but here's some old random YouTube videos of years past. This video in particular haunts my dreams for real. And there was a link to it's you guys, it's a really weird, oddly edited, creepy ass video of my haunted dollhouse from must have been like 2017 or something. It's spooky. If you want the link, just let me know. Um, I just watched it again now with the sound on and damn, how did I create that spooky sound and acid trip wallpaper effect? You guys, it looks like an acid trip. It's so weird. Um, my mom posted that several years ago and it randomly has a lot of plays. Anyway, this video is a lot longer and has a voyeuristic vibe. And this video, I'm just listing videos that I posted of my dollhouse. is another kind of weird montage of the antique tin dollhouses. I didn't make a video yet for YouTube of this year's house, but I put tons of video clips on my Ween 20 Instagram stories. I'll also add some silly photos of 2020's house to this post. So I added pictures of that year's haunted dollhouse. And you guys can actually go onto my Instagram account and look at um, my Halloween Instagram story highlights every year going back to, I think, 2019. So that was Hallow Blog Day 1. Let's just do Day 2 and see where it takes us. So this one is called Hallow Blog Day 2, and it was published October 2nd, 2020. Hey, nice to see you again. Today we are making barbecue pork ribs, chicken thighs, cornbread, and macaroni salad. I have the best husband. Yes, I do. He makes the best food. Number 2... Here's my second most read blog post of all time. It's titled Thinspiration, Where Do We Draw the Line? Many of you know from experience how deadly eating disorders are. Anorexia alone has a 20% death rate. I suffered through EDNOS, which stands for eating disorder not otherwise specified because I dabbled in anorexia and bulimia. Um, 
between the ages of 15 through 30, and it ruined my soul. Not permanently, but I am of the belief that it caused, caused much more pain and anguish than I'll ever really understand. The self-hatred is soul-crushing, but it all starts somewhere, and usually with a weight loss goal. The inspiration for weight loss is where you can fall in dangerous territory, especially for younger people. I explore the concept of thinspiration, among other things, in this blog from December 17th, 2017. And then I posted a phone number, 630-577-1330. If you need any assistance immediately for an eating disorder, please call this hotline. It is never too late to get help. And then I posted a picture of a rainbow for my drive to work the day before. So that was a short one. So let's do day three. This one's a little longer. This is titled Hollow Blog Day 3 from October 3rd, 2020. Welcome back to day three of Hollow Blog. As you know, not only am I celebrating spooky season, but it's also my five-year blog anniversary. So I'm reviewing my most read blogs of all time, and today I'm recalling my third most popular blog. It's titled Agoraphobia. This blog was written and published by yours truly on October 16th, 2017. What's agoraphobia? The official definition is obsessive, persistent, intense fear of open places. PubMed, which is the U.S. National Library of Medicine, and all articles are peer-reviewed, a.k.a. factual and legit science, or at least pretty darn close, elaborates on this definition. People who have full-blown repeated panic attacks can become very disabled by their condition and should seek treatment before they start to avoid places or situations where panic attacks have occurred. For example, if a panic attack happened in an elevator, someone with panic disorder may develop a fear of elevators that could affect the choice of a job or an apartment and restrict where that person can seek medical attention or enjoy entertainment. Some people's lives become so restricted that they avoid normal activities, such as grocery shopping or driving. About one-third become housebound or are able to confront a feared situation only when accompanied by a spouse or other trusted person, <clears throat> a.k.a. my emotional support husband. When the condition progresses this far, it's called agoraphobia, a fear of open spaces. Early treatment can prevent agoraphobia, but people with panic disorder may sometimes go from doctor to doctor for years and visit the emergency room repeatedly before someone correctly diagnoses their condition. Oh, Lord, you guys, you know, I've been through that. Thousands of dollars of cardiac investigation only to find I'm completely healthy and just riddled with anxiety. <laughs> get back to the blog. This is unfortunate because panic disorder is one of the most treatable of all anxiety disorders. Responding in most cases to certain kinds of medication or certain kinds of cognitive phys physical therapy, which can help thinking patterns that lead to fear and anxiety. I think that's supposed to say physiotherapy um, or maybe psychotherapy. I don't know what that word I wrote is. This blog is a discussion on social anxiety and severe depression disorder and how it affects our ability to, ability to leave the house and get things done in public. 
Perhaps this subject is now more important than ever as we have become too accustomed to staying indoors during quarantine now may have an impact on how easily we reintegrate back into the world. Here's some information that ta- from that topic from Health News Today website. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, people with agoraphobia who have been more severe who have more severe worries during COVID-19 pandemic may have them for several reasons. For example, a person with agoraphobia may experience more worries during this situation due to support being less readily available, the fact that serving certain COVID-19 symptoms, such as shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, may be similar to those of a panic attack. Uh, yeah. The fact that hearing words such as quarantine and physical distancing may trigger fears of being alone and cut off from help. The general public anxiety and uncertainty about the future. The increased risk of social isolation and potential, potentially depression. Having even more anxiety than before when out in public. You guys, this was like a crazy time and I feel like we just don't acknowledge that enough. Um, frightening media stories, stories about COVID-19 also added the sense of fear that many people with agoraphobia experience. The fact that not all people who have COVID-19 have obvious symptoms is another reason that many people feel more nervous at this time. Yuck. God, you guys. This, I thought was going to be, I mean, I know that as these posts go along, they do get more into like stuff that I'm doing for Halloween, but I forgot how... Yeah, it was October of 2020. This was real shit going on. Anyway, back to the blog. These issues are important to pay attention at this time. Please look out for your loved ones as well. Here's some ideas of ways you can help yourself or ideas you can offer to others. And then I say trying to avoid triggers such as caffeine, alcohol, or tobacco products. Why did I type tobacco products? What am I, 80? Or what am I, the Surgeon General? I'm silly. Anyway, getting regular exercise, getting enough sleep each night, practicing relaxation techniques, fighting one's personal inclination to avoid all anxiety-provoking situations. And let's remind ourselves of ways to take care of ourselves in general during this difficult time. Not following media sources that increase feelings of anxiety. Joining an online support group or connecting with people digitally. Breathing slowly through the nose when a panic attack is starting. (sighs) Take a deep breath. Stretching or meditating often. Eating healthful meals. Getting regular exercise. Getting a full night's sleep. Setting time to unwind. Engaging in activities and hobbies that reduce anxiety, setting goals and priorities, which allows routine and enables a person to see what they have accomplished. Y'all, that's good shit to do on the daily, regardless of whether we're going through a panini or not, you know. Anyway, try back to the blog. Try focusing on the facts because by understanding the actual risk, people can make the pandemic seem less stressful. There are many good websites for more information about this. I like this page of useful information from the National Institute of Mental Health. Thanks again so much for stopping by today. Please feel free to share this blog post online or with your friends. 
and family on social media, you never know how important this information could be for people struggling right now. I'll see you back here again soon. And then I posted a picture of myself with kind of like a mask over it that looks like blinds and it's captioned is stuck inside with no way out. So just as I said in the blog post, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family and give me a rating or a shout out on Spotify or if you're listening to this on Podbean or Amazon or Apple Music, whatever, wherever you listen to this. And let me know what you guys think. I think this is a good stopping place for right now. But I have got more really good um, blog content and some other stuff um, coming up next Wednesday on another episode of Love, Lindsay.